welcome to Getting There, where we're always surviving, we're sometimes thriving, and we're just trying our best to make it. I'm Amanda, and I'm here with my co-host. And I'm Ellie, and this podcast is produced by Her Campus at Loyola University, Chicago. Today, we're going to be talking about a really unique part of the college experience, which is voting. Um, It's unique because it's not something that happens often, and it's not immediately what you think of as like a typical college experience. Um, And yet most students have their first voting experience when they're in college, and that's kind of a big deal. Um, And this year is each of our first presidential elections, which means it's even more of a big deal. Definitely. Um, And I do want to mention just before we get started, I don't think that this conversation will get too political, but if it does, any opinions we share are ours and ours alone, and they do not represent our chapter of her campus, her campus as a whole, or loyal university. Loyola University, Chicago. (laughs) Right. Um, Ellie, do you want to talk about your experience voting this year? Well, I would love to. Um, I had a good experience voting. I really enjoyed the process. I had mailed myself an absentee ballot because I didn't know if I was going to go home and vote in person, and I wanted to have it just in case. But the closer we got to the election, I was nervous that the ballot wouldn't have gotten there in time anyways. So I was like, okay, I'm just going to go home, and I wanted to experience voting in person for some reason because I thought it would be cool Um, and my ballot location was at our city hall which was like 15 minutes from my house they had like the streets blocked off so other cars like couldn't get in the way of voting traffic and I thought that was really great and they also had like a section for people to just drop off their absentee ballots if they had gotten them which I thought was cool too just to make it easy for people and accelerate that convenience Mm -hmm. um but yeah and the volunteers there gave my dog a treat so I was super excited and so was he that's so adorable (laughs) yeah (laughs) I'm from Minnesota by the way so this is just how it worked when I was there but what was your experience like when you went yeah so I live in Ohio and I also decided to go home um the absentee ballot thing was just making me very anxious I had like delayed my application and so like probably to the point where it was too late right (laughs) um and so I was like I should just go home I voted early in person um and so I voted at my county board of elections um and the polling station was very COVID friendly yes mine was too masks and hand sanitizer everywhere which was good yeah we had these little like um disposable styluses that we could use on the touch screen machines that's fun yeah so they just told me to take my pen home with me and I was like great I voted in a free pen this is nice I didn't want to spread germs right (laughs) yeah so I really appreciated that part of it um because like, the one draw of the absentee ballot was that you didn't have to, like, come mm-hmm. into contact with anybody, but I still felt very safe at the polling station. That's good. Um, That's also important. And the energy, like, in person, I feel like is just so unique because everybody is just there to do their part. Mm-hmm. Everyone's there to do the same thing. Like, There's no matter... something about coming together to do your civic duty. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> no matter what your political opinions are, no matter who you're voting for, like you're all there to vote to get your voice heard. Um, and it's very empowering. Yeah, I was feeling so empowered afterwards. Like I was blasting music in my car. I got a Starbucks for myself. And <laughs> I just walked into my house like no one could mess with me for some reason. I had all the confidence in the world. Incredible. I was yeah. like, if I could feel like that every day. <laughs> yeah. Um, I was definitely the youngest person there by far. I did go on like the very first day of early voting in Ohio. So Mm -hmm. I don't know if that had anything to do with it. Um, But yeah, I was definitely the youngest one there. Um, But there was an older woman in line behind me who said that 
it was her first time voting too. That's like, crazy. It was so cute. It was. I like, love that you had that commonality. Yeah, <laughs> it was like a little concerning because like she maybe should have been voting this whole time. <laughs> yeah, but, but but good for her. But yeah, it was heartwarming. It was so good that she, she decided showed out to come for out an this important year. election. Yeah, and so then we just had that. I was like, I'm a first time voter too. <laughs> Um, and then when I got up to the actual, like, polling part, one of the poll workers found out that it was my first time mm-hmm. voting, and he announced it to the room. Oh my gosh, and I love that. Everybody cheered for me. <laughs> it was, like, it was so cute. I felt like a little baby. So However, adorable. it was also You had your really 15 adorable. seconds of fame. Yeah, I really did. Um, I was obsessed with my sticker. I, like, didn't know who was giving out stickers, but I knew I wanted to get one just to feel so accomplished. I, like, grabbed my sticker and I put it on and started taking, like, 15 selfies, sending it to <laughs> in my family group chat, like, look what I did. Yeah, they were, one like, of the great. workers that was at my station was like, don't forget your sticker. I said, sir, that's what I'm here for. <laughs> oh, you thought I would forget? <laughs> Never. And I just hated having to sit out last election yeah. just to watch and know that like, my voice wasn't being heard. There was nothing that yes, I could do about yeah. it. There was so much tension and such a uh, an intense public reaction in the last election that it was weird to sit through that and feel powerless because yeah. you couldn't have participated. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, obviously, there's been a lot of, like, that same kind of, like, public reaction this election, mm-hmm. but I felt a lot better knowing that, like, that I actually did something about it. For sure. And it was nice, especially because Ohio is a swing state. Really? I didn't know that. Yeah. Okay, it'll be interesting. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Hopefully my vote actually counts for something. No, yeah, (laughs) I get that. I try to encourage people, or at least the people that I know, like, don't usually vote. I'm like, please just vote. Like, your vote Mm -hmm. matters. Yeah, Because not voting almost counts for a specific side at this point. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. Um, But it is... Definitely cool to vote in an election finally because I just remember going to school like the day after the election last time and it was just so many, so many emotions from everyone Mm -hmm. too. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the thing, like even before you can vote, like you still, it still affects you. Like the election still affects you and it's still. growing up, I think it was when Bush and Gore ran together and my parents were kind of upset that, you know. Bush won and I remember wondering why it was a big deal because I was in like elementary school Mm -hmm. and I was just like huh like why are they so upset about this but now I'm like I completely get it yeah I remember it was third grade Mm -hmm. that um Obama ran for his first time I was in the third grade and Mm -hmm. they made us like fake vote and I was like I don't know this means nothing to me I just saw something on Twitter or Facebook or something and Nickelodeon like the the tv channel yes I saw that like young kids vote in like a fake election yeah and I was like if these young kids can vote in a fake election everyone else should be able to yes yes everyone (laughs) but I I understand that it is hard with the absentee ballots like yeah there's definitely a difficulty there and I think that's um part of the reason that like historically like the 18 and 29 year olds yeah. like like range has had less than half of their mm-hmm. like eligible voters actually vote. I think part of it is the absentee ballots because like, you know, you go to college, you can't vote at your polling station all the time and absentee ballots are hard. They're hard. It it feels like a test. It feels like a scam trying to have to fill out mm-hmm. and I was nervous to do it. I think I did it for like a general election a year ago and I just felt like I had no idea what to do. So I was almost nervous to do it this time because 
I knew if I filled out something wrong, it wouldn't be counted. And I was scared. So I was like, why doesn't anyone teach you how to do this in your life? It's also just a big process. Like you have to mail sure. in an application to get yes, your Yes, and so you have to be thinking ahead. Yes, and that's just like, that's not the, like the college lifestyle, the young person lifestyle is just like not, yeah. at least in my personal experience, yeah. I'm very much flying by the seat of my pants. Uh, and <laughs> oh, I just, every day. <laughs> it's called getting there. Yeah. That is the podcast. We are name, getting so there. Um, yeah, I just simply like, it was stressing me out so much. Um, so that that was why I decided to go home. But I know not everybody mm-hmm. has that option. Yeah, not everyone has so. the luxury to be able to go home. And there can be all sorts of complications. Or someone can be too far from the ballot, the voting place. Mm-hmm. You don't even think about that kind of stuff until it affects you. But And also, they don't teach you anything yeah. about that. Oh my gosh. Like, if they had a high school class for this, I feel like it would help so much. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Even just like a short seminar or something because like, you typically yeah. turn 18 your senior year of high school, mm-hmm. and so that's the time to be, like, registering <laughs> to vote and stuff. I feel like yes. I just simply did not know. Well, like, you learn how to graduate, and you learn how to, like, order your hat and gown and stuff. It could just be the same process, but replace everything with how to vote. Mm-hmm. They yeah. just They could do it. <laughs> exactly, exactly. I mean, this is all in an ideal world where our public schools are actually funded. But <laughs> yes, in my dreams, that. like that is there a reality. Is yeah, I just yeah, I know personally, I um, for this presidential election specifically, I was unprepared for the other things that were on the ballot. And I know yeah. that I personally could have done a better job preparing myself to mm-hmm. do that. But like, I feel like that should be a, like a more common thing that's yeah, taught, like researching but- the candidates should be also something that's taught because we do so much research for college and then I was mm-hmm. like, well, how do I apply that to being an informed citizen? Right. Like Google is your best friend, I guess, but it still is a little bit of work to find, you know, like a candidate's website and look through it all and read mm-hmm. and just gain that information and knowledge. And it's so much easier to just go in and be like, well, this person sounds like they might have a plan. Yeah. I'll vote for them. Yeah. You know, like, but you do really want to be informed when you're going in. Mm-hmm. I felt a little bit guilty that I hadn't filled out some of the, um, the ballot like boxes because I just didn't know enough about the candidates. It was for like yeah. my like schools, like student council or something mm-hmm. or the, the district council. Yeah. I was like, I don't know actually, what's going on at school. <laughs> before I went in to vote, my mom actually had to remind me, she said, you don't have to fill out every single oh, part. Wow. I was queen. like, Okay, good to know because otherwise I would have been stressing out. Also, yeah. I will say voting in person, even if you do the research beforehand, it's a lot to remember. Like that's okay, true too. For it's not like you position, can take a gonna, cheat sheet in there. Right, exactly. That is one perk of the absentee ballot, I yeah. guess, that you can have it sitting there in front of you and look up, and do your research your time, at the same time for yeah. sure. Um, but yeah, I was definitely like feeling rushed. Like I wanted to just vote and leave because I knew that I, who I wanted to vote for yeah. for the president and I just wanted to do that and leave and then there was like three more pages and I was, and like, I was like oh, oh no geez, but if I don't fill them out I just don't know if what it is or isn't affecting sometimes too right, because exactly. I don't even know enough about the local government mm-hmm. to be able to know what positions do what yeah <laughs> which sounds silly like I do need to educate myself more but but I'm I sure there that. are so many people in the same in position. position. You know, like, we can't all be political science majors. Mm-hmm. Like, we can't all be, That's like, so true. 100% educated on every single thing. Yeah. So it should, I think, there's definitely needs to be, like, a more accessible way to, like, prepare yourself. Agreed. Yeah. 
For sure. But also, I get what you're saying about just wanting to get in and, like, vote for the president and then leave because we had the cardboard stand-up things in front of some of the Mm -hmm. places to sit, and it just reminded me of standardized testing in high school. Oh, my gosh. Triggered my fight-or-flight mode immensely. (laughs) In grade school, when your teachers would have you, like, take one of your folders and make a little barrier. Yeah, oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. What times? What times? Yeah. Um... But like you said about having the 18 to 29-year-old crowd of people voting more, I feel like that has become more popular because all of these social media platforms are really encouraging people to do it. Mm -hmm. Like, I can't go on Instagram without getting reminded, like, did you register to vote? Did you vote already? Like, what's your plan? It always is just telling me. Yeah. And I think that's great. I don't know what has prompted, like, these companies to do that, but it's awesome. Yeah, and it definitely feels like it's this year specifically. I don't know if it's just because I wasn't paying attention before, but I feel like I've never seen anything like that on Twitter, on Instagram, on just, like, random companies' websites even. Yeah. Um, I think that speaks a lot to this election. Um, you know, like, it almost this year saying to go out and vote is a political stance. Yes. Which, like, it really shouldn't be, but I do think that says a lot about, like, where our country is at and like how yeah, different corporations and stuff are feeling yeah um, it has become so much more accepted i guess too and like companies now have to do it for fear that they'll be criticized if they don't say something right i almost right. think which i mean then i don't know if their reaction is as authentic or genuine but at least they're doing something right exactly i don't care why nothing. you're telling people <laughs> to vote as long as you're telling people yeah to vote. it's like david dobrik when he hosted a giveaway for a Tesla and he had like everyone that had to enter also had to register to vote and I think he got like 17,000 people no that's not the statistic I'm gonna get the statistic wrong so I'm not gonna say it but a ton <laughs> of people registered to vote because of David Dobrik oh my gosh and I'm that's like incredible I like him already but that would be enough reason for me to like him if I didn't like him before yeah <laughs> it really is like a different game with young people yeah like you really have to appeal to that like very specific audience like, yeah because we're not in the habit of voting right exactly Exactly. It's not something we have thought about to do every year. We yeah. Because especially if you just turned 18 or just now getting to vote in, let's say, a pres- presidential election like us, you just don't know what to do. Right. And exactly. we are so, like you say, fly by the seat of our pants type of people that it's hard to plan things. Yeah, exactly. And plan out when you're going to get your ballot and whatnot. Mm-hmm. I was actually reading a New York Times article that said that exactly, like voting is a habit that you have to build. Right. Um, and that's just not something that young people have right now. Well, not right now. We're starting to build the habit. Yeah, we're, we're, we're starting getting, it for we're the getting next there. generation. So getting there. <laughs> <laughs> you will notice that any chance we have to drop the title of this podcast, we will, we will in do fact, it. <laughs> drop the title. Yes. Um, but yes, this year specifically, though, um, I was reading another article. This one was from Politico. Um, young people are voting this year, um, specifically in like the early voting. Uh, I have so much hope for that. Yeah. Yeah, I've seen I love. Like, I also have to say, I love that early voting is an option. Me as well. Yeah, because imagine if you had to go in on November third. Imagine how long the line would be. Oh my gosh, it I would can't. Be you said you even had to wait 
for early voting. Mm-hmm. And I, I went on the first day. That's Like, crazy. the very first yeah. day that you could go. Fortunately, I didn't have a line, but I thought I was going to. Like, I structured my day so I could have, like, three hours there if I needed it. Mm-hmm. And you see things on Twitter or Facebook about polling locations in some states where people waited, like, seven hours. Yes. And I just think that's crazy. That's... We should make voting more accessible, yes, for sure. <laughs> absolutely. Um, yeah, and the captions on those videos are always, like, this is what democracy looks yeah, like. And, and I'm like, like mm. I don't think, I don't think it is. <laughs> I think that's what voter suppression looks like. But, um, but wow, democracy but was okay. a weird way to spell voter suppression there. <laughs> yeah. that, they spelled it so weird. Yeah. I will say I only had to wait in line about, like, 20 minutes or so. Like, yeah, it was, okay, okay. It was not that long, mm-hmm. but... But I didn't care how long I had to wait. I was yeah. going to vote. Like. But, like, going in to the polling location, knowing that some people did wait for seven hours, I felt like I had immense privilege to just oh. walk in and sit down and take my sweet time and then reward myself with a Starbucks after because I didn't take up that much of my day. <laughs> like, it was so nice. But Not everyone gets like, that luxury. Like, thinking about those people that waited seven hours mm-hmm. and then what if you didn't vote? Like, yeah. Like, you have to go out and vote, like, in Other people are doing the work, yes, let me say. Yes, like, you have to be, like, in support of all these people that yes. that can't vote as easily as you can. Yes, for sure. <laughs> Even, like, the elementary school kids, they have, like, fake elections. Yes. And, like, Nickelodeon hosted, like, a fake election where all of these kids literally put in their votes for either presidential candidate. And if these kids that are just watching a Nickelodeon show can vote, I think everyone should be able to vote. No excuse. No, no excuse. excuse. I will just... Point out, um, Joe Biden won that Nickelodeon election. I was like the kids. Um, <laughs> Give it up for the kids. It was very interesting yeah. to see their opinions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know how many of them actually like feel strongly about it. Yeah, I know that's true. They I might was... just do it based on how they look or something. Or but like if you think their about parents. it, yeah, most kids do take their political views from their parents until they become adults. Mm-hmm. That's just normal. So. Right. Oh, my gosh. I have a really, like, kind of scary story almost. So oh, I'm ready. I remember being on the bus. Um, it was the year of Obama running against Romney. Or I guess oh, Romney running yeah. against Obama. Um, and on this bus, I was in, I think, seventh grade. So, you know, I was sitting in the back of the bus. Obviously, because Amanda cool. was a cool kid. Right. Um, but these, like, young, young kids, like, first or second grade in the front of the bus started chanting... Mitt Romney, Mitt Romney. No, I have memories of that kind of stuff going on too. That's like... Which is weird because they probably did not know anything about Mitt Romney. Right. It's like (laughs) I don't want... I don't want to discourage young children from having political opinions because you can definitely have political opinions. Mm -hmm. I encourage that. As long as you are educating yourself and not just spewing what you've been told. Yes, I agree. Um, I had a friend... I think this was the year that John McCain ran against Obama. Was that his first year? I think so, I'm forgetting. But she was so – we were in, like, literally fourth grade. Like, we were not that old. And she was so adamant about telling everyone how she liked John McCain and all of this stuff. And I was, like – I was so confused because I didn't even really know what was going on. Mm -hmm. I knew that my uncle had given me an Obama shirt and I did not know who Obama was. But (laughs) I was, like, oh, like, why do you like him so much? Like, why – would you be voting for him in our little fake election? And she was like, well, my dad is, so obviously I am. And mm-hmm. I was like, that's so interesting. And at the time, I didn't really think much of it. I was like, okay, whatever makes sense. But now you see that, like, 
that is how kids form their opinions at first. Right. It is just passed down. Yeah. And I'll say like, when I was younger, before I got to be of voting age, Mm -hmm. I literally had no idea. My parents aren't really like political at all. Like I still to this day don't know which way they vote, which like I kind of appreciate in a way. I do as Um, well. And I realize my mom and my dad don't really know which way either of them are voting. My mom didn't ask my dad, which I thought was interesting because I feel like if I was in a relationship, I would probably talk about that with my significant other. mm -hmm. But maybe it's a generational thing. Yeah. And they just respect each other's opinions either way. For sure. Um, But now, especially this year for this election specifically, I feel like I am a lot more educated. I'm not going to say that I like know everything there is to know, but I definitely feel a lot more confident in the opinions that I have. I feel like I used to have opinions, but not really have anything to back them up. Yeah. And I wouldn't, I wouldn't express that opinion because I knew I didn't have anything to back it up. Mm -hmm. So I was like, well, there's no use in me trying to argue that if I am just saying this because I think it's true. I'd be like, oh, I'm going to stay out of politics. Yes. Oh, that, that privileged mindset of, oh, I'm staying out of it. Yeah. But I feel a lot of adults in my life were like that up until now. Exactly. For sure. Yeah, that's how my family has mm. been for a long time, and it was yeah. I I like admired that for a really long time. Right, right, because it seems like you are exercising restraint almost, and yeah. that is like a very positive quality. But now I view it so differently. Yeah, I'm like that is just a little bit of privilege that you're showing. Yeah, <laughs> if yeah, you want to stay bit. out of politics, just a little bit. Yeah, but now, like you said, we have become more educated. I mean, I follow a lot of politicians on Twitter now. We watched the debates. Mm-hmm. That was interesting. That was all things that I wouldn't have done in high school. Yeah. Because I just didn't know and frankly didn't care enough to participate. Yeah. I want. I, I will vote. say um, over quarantine as well with my family, we had a lot more political discussions than we've ever had in the past. Oh, the political discussions and I had as well. I would like <laughs> so to um, put that responsibility on me. I was the one who brought up the politics because I always am nowadays. Um, I love that. But I feel like we actually had some like very good conversations. Okay, and normalize it, bringing up politics with your family, you guys. Exactly, exactly. Normalize that because even if the conversation doesn't go well or doesn't go how you wanted you know you initiated that and that is an accomplishment like it's all about getting there (laughs) let me drop the the title again real quick and I really think these are conversations that we we should be having because I I am so sick of the like yeah at the family table don't bring up politics or religion oh me too but why not like these are good conversations to be having also I think a lot of people in this political climate have been just complaining or saying like wow, America is so divided right now. Like, political conversations are so divisive. But I think the more that we talk about it, the less divided we'll be. Exactly. Or at least the less uneducated and ignorant we'll be. Exactly. So we'll be able to hear other people's perspectives. Right. Yeah. And it's the... It's the refusing to have the conversation <laughs> that makes it so divisive. Like, <laughs> It's the refusing political conversations for me. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. No, totally. Yeah, but overall, I feel like we had such a good conversation about voting and almost what it means to us because now it's such a big deal. Yeah. Had, there's so much weight that is placed on voting now. Mm-hmm, absolutely. So if Instagram hasn't told you a million times to go vote yet, you all, I hope you all vote. Please We vote. are encouraging you to vote. <laughs> yes, I will stand. You can quote me on that. Yes. I'm Amanda Maurer and I am encouraging you to vote. <laughs> I'm Ellie Kinney and I approve this message. <laughs> 
Uh, the political campaigns really get me too. Yeah. I'm kind of sick of them. So I'm yes. glad for that to be over. Yes, me too. But yeah, so everyone get out and vote before or on November 3rd. We hope that you have as fun of an experience voting as we did. I feel empowered still. I'm kind of riding on that high right now. Yeah, and I, I think I will am. be until we hear the results. I agree. So until then, yeah, we're holding that hope. <laughs> yeah, that like, sorry, I know we were trying to end the conversation. No, you're good. But that like period, because we don't know with the absentee ballots, we don't know yeah. if we'll know on November 3rd. Which is kind of scary. Is. Yeah, so that period of like however long it takes is just going to be full of anxiety. A little bit, but... We're but getting I, there. Yeah, we're getting there. And we know that we did our part. It's exactly. Out, it's out of our hands now. We've yeah. We At some point, do. you do have to accept that it's out of your control. And if it's best for your mental health right now to stay off Instagram or Twitter or just mute the political post right now because you know you've done your part, I encourage you all to do that as well. I know I had to do that mm-hmm. just because it gets to be a lot and we're also in a pandemic. So right. there's things a can lot. get tough. Yeah, there's a lot of things happening right yeah. now. So take some time for yourself. Listen to our podcast. Yeah, and just reflect. Yeah. (laughs) Have a little reflective self-care moment. Yeah. Hopefully you can do that with us. Well, to sign off, thanks for listening. Um, We encourage you all to vote if you haven't already. I'm Ellie. I'm Amanda. And we'll see you next time on Getting There.